We're two months into the year already, right? Two months into the year. Whose New Year's resolutions have already gone down the sink? Everyone's? Does anyone like me who just doesn't even bother trying? Because you know, it's like, it's like two weeks and you're like, ah, uh, you know what? I go two weeks, I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, I'm going to start eating healthy in March. That's what I decided. That's that's when I'm going to begin that one. Yeah, yeah. I had, um, yeah, I had a massive lunch. I blame my wife. She, uh, she's a bad influence on me when it comes to this. <laughs> she's not here, so I'm going to like, I'm just going to go there. <laughs> Can't defend herself. That feels a bit rough. But, um, you know, two months in the year, news resolutions already gone. And, you know, there's all these things you want to try and achieve in a year. And you feel like, what's going on? So, um, I moved away recently from having New Year's resolutions to, uh, sort of speaking to God. And just ask him, what is, what is the theme that you want for my life for the year? What is the, the thing that you want me to grow in? What is the thing you want me to learn? What is going to be my theme for the year? And last year, he gave me a really weird theme. It was plow. That's a weird theme. It's a real, real strange. Basically, he's telling me, you know what? Sometimes in life, you go through seasons where you just got to work and you got to put in the work and you got to keep putting in the work and you're not going to see the results of that work until you get to the other season. And sometimes there are plowing seasons where you just got to work and trust that God is at work where you're not working. So it was last year, the theme was plow. And so, you know, I was faithful. I did work and work and work and work. And now I'm starting, I think, see, finally see some of the harvest from that, from that season. I try, and I would, you know, if maybe if you're in that season where you feel like working so hard, I feel like I'm being faithful to what God has put in my life, but I'm not seeing anything from it. Man, just trust God. Hey, some seasons you're going to work hard and not see any fruit. But when you get to the harvest season, it's going to be so much more than you expected. But this year, God gave me a new theme. And honestly, I'm a little bit, I'm, a, I'm scared about this theme, hey? Because he gave it to me. I'm like, oh, God, are you sure? Are you really sure you want this theme? Because I'm not, I'm not about this theme, you know? Actually, this, this theme kind of scares me. The theme he gave me for this year was faith. Now, when God gives you a theme, faith, for the year, I feel like it can go one of two ways. Either he's going to challenge you to grow your faith and believe for more than you're currently believing for, which means that I'm not currently believing for enough. And I actually need to step up my game and challenge myself and that's a little bit scary because I feel like I'm doing a lot right now. And God's challenging me to be more faithful and do more. So I'm like, oh, that's scary. Or the other option is that he's going to test my faith. And I don't know which one's more scary because I feel like either way, I'm in for a rough ride. <laughs> you know, I mean, either way, it's going to be incredible because I believe God, you know, we're faithful. God does amazing things. But God gave me this thing of faith. And so I've kind of been listening and thinking about faith and trying to work out what is faith? Because I don't know about you guys. Sometimes you hear an incredible message about faith and sometimes it just confuses you more, right? Because there's so many different thoughts and there's so many different aspects of faith, so many different sides of faith, so many different things. And then sometimes you get really terrible advice about faith, right? Really terrible advice. You're going through a situation. You go to your friend or you go to someone, you tell them about the situation. You're like, oh, this is the thing I'm going for and, and this is what I'm believing for. And they just give you the classic, the classic one. Oh, I just got to have a bit more faith, mate. You're like, oh, you sure? I didn't think about that. That didn't cross my mind. Don't worry. I'm just going to duck down to cold. I'm going to go get my trolley. I'll just pick up some faith. It's an aisle five, right? That's where I find the faith. Just an aisle five of coals. No worries. Let me just go and grab some more and put it in my trolley and then we'll be all good. I was like, man, what do you mean just have a little bit more faith? What even is that? And I think like, if we're not careful, that kind of attitude, that kind of mindset actually create some problems, create some issues. Because if we're thinking about faith is, if I just have enough faith, then God will move. If I just believe enough, then God's going to do something. If I just 
really, really, really believe with everything I have, then it'll convince God to move. As if we just believe strong enough for anything, God will do what we want to do. Somewhere along the line, we make faith like our secret key to getting God to do what we want him to do. And I think that's dangerous because God becomes like a genie and it becomes based on our performance, based on how much faith we can have to see God do what we want him to do. And I think that leads to all sorts of other problems where it becomes this performance thing. And for me, that became dangerous because I would go into a situation and then I'd be believing for it, having faith. And I'd be thinking, if I just have enough faith, if I just try hard enough, if I just believe God hard enough, then he'll come through. And then what I was hoping for didn't happen. And I start doubting myself. I start thinking, am I the problem? Did I not believe hard enough? Did I not have enough faith? Am I the one who doesn't believe that God is coming to the promises? And then you start, you know, second guessing yourself. You start having all these things where it's like, man, I've got to be better. It becomes this performance mindset, this trap. And I just think it becomes dangerous. And then you get situations where it's like, you know, the young mum with kids under five gets diagnosed with cancer. And you're like, I believe God wants to heal this thing. I believe God wants to step in the situation. Then he doesn't. You're just like, man, my faith like Am I not am I not praying hard enough? Do I not believe for that situation enough? And then you start questioning those things like, what am I doing wrong? And even to the fact like, does God actually want to move in this situation? Did God see my faith? Is God actually looking at me? Is God looking at the situation? And we get caught in this thing. And I think I've been caught in that trap myself where it's like, man, what is faith? What is believing for faith? I think we're so fortunate that we have so many different ways that we can find information about what faith is, what faith looks like. Uh, Pastor Sarah actually did a message a couple of weeks ago in the Sunday morning. I think it's called New Year Unrealistic Dreams. Um, you can find it on our podcast. Brilliant, brilliant message about believing God for more, but having faith that God actually wants to see you abundantly blessed and actually believing that God has incredible dreams for you. And I think that's one amazing aspect of faith and part of the faith journey. And then Pastor Levi and Pastor Chris also did a podcast dig a little deeper than a two-part episode on unanswered prayers and praying what that looks like and pastor chris talks about how faith is kind of like a muscle you got to grow it so you start off with a small step and you see success there and you go a bigger step you start getting more confident and slowly you begin to grow that faith muscle the more you start to believe things and see god come through the more you start to believe for bigger things and i've seen that work in my own life and I know that's a true thing that's an aspect of faith is that it is like a muscle that need to practice it but then also I want to come from another aspect of faith. Another thing that recently stood out to me in a, in a story that um, if you've been around church for a little bit, I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard. It's uh, Jesus calming the storm. But there were some things in this, this story that stood out to me in a new way. So I'm just going to read it, starting in Matthew chapter 8, verse 18. Now, when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another one of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their dead. It's a bit weird. Like, imagine coming to Jesus and saying, Hey, bro, I'm gonna, I want to follow you onto the other side, onto the boat, onto the other side, but I can't just go and bury my dad first. And Jesus is like, let the dead bury their own dead. 
that's a bit that's a bit weird i don't know if you've read that before and thought that was a bit strange anyway let's uh let's let's start here because i see myself in both of these two characters jesus has asked them hey i'm getting on this boat i'm going to the other side now the other side was kind of like a colloquialism for we're going to a different nation we're going to a different city a different place to what you're used to and jesus asked them hey come follow me we're going to this other place and this is in the context of Jesus has just done incredible miracles in this town. He's been healing people. He's been casting out demons. He's been doing amazing stuff. And this massive crowd has come around him because they want to see what Jesus is going to do next. And then Jesus says to his disciples, now the disciples in this context is, is broader than just the 12 that we hear about. It's more people who are following him and things. He says to them, hey, I'm going over here. Come with me. Come follow me. And the first guy comes up and he says, I will follow you, Jesus. I'll follow you anywhere. And then Jesus says, Foxes have holes, birds have nests, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What he's saying here is that if you want to follow me, there's actually a cost to it. If you want to follow me, there's actually a cost. You've actually got to give up worldly possessions. You've got to give up worldly dreams. You've got to give up control and you've got to give up the things that you've known, the things of comfort for you, and actually follow me to an unknown area. And you know what? I think that's faith. I think that's massive faith to actually say, you know what, Jesus, the world has told me that this is what I want, that these are the things that I should be chasing after, but you're going in a different direction. And Jesus says, yeah, if you have enough faith to follow me, if you have enough faith to cast away the things of the world and actually move into the same space that I'm moving into, man, I'm going to do incredible things in your life. Now, so I think it takes faith to turn our backs on the stories and the narratives that we've been told our whole lives and actually follow Jesus in a different direction. To turn around and say, hey, Jesus, you're going this way. I'm going to go that way. I think that's a massive step of faith because it's actually difficult to leave the things that you know because it's actually so scary to see someone go in a different direction and be, I've never been there before. I've never done life like that. I've never seen things work that way. And to actually go like, you know what, Jesus, I trust that you are good. I trust that you are trustworthy. And so I'm going to have faith that if I follow you, you know where you're going. I'm going to have faith that if I just take that step into the boat and follow you, Jesus, you know where you're going. I think that's one, one aspect of faith. Is it's simply having faith to say, you know what, Jesus? The things of the world, I don't need them. I don't want them. They don't mean anything to me. But following you, Jesus, that's what I want. I think that's a massive step of faith because that's actually scary. That's really scary. And then we get to this next bloke who I think also takes some, well, we don't know they actually end up on the boat, so we don't know if we took the step of faith. But I think he asks a really interesting question where he says, um, let me go first and bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. Now, some commentaries and scholars suggest that this guy's father wasn't actually dead. It was more like a, a question of, hey, my dad is elderly and he will be dying soon. And I have responsibility as man of the house to look after the household and get things in order and make sure things are good before I can follow you before I can actually take that step. So what he's kind of asking Jesus, hey, Jesus, you're going to, over to the other side. Um, how long are you going to be there? Is it like a two-day trip? Or are we doing that for like three months kind of thing? Like, you know, like how, what, what, what is the situation, Jesus? Like you're saying we're going over here, but can you just give me a few more details just so I can make sure I get my affairs in order so that when I follow you, I won't be stressed about what's going on over there. And I think so often we do that. Man, has Jesus ever asked you to follow him? And you're like, I like the plan. I like where you're going. I have a few loose ends over here. I want to tie them up first and then I'll jump on board with that. 
And Jesus is like, bro, we ain't got time for that. I'm moving now. I'm going now. I've got things to do now. Either you're coming with me or you're missing the boat. Maybe that's you and you're like, hey, Jesus actually called me to do this thing over here. But um, I've got some friends who I'm really into that. And I'd like to prepare them first before I step into what God wants me to do. Or, hey, Jesus wants me to, to do this. Maybe it's tithing. Maybe there's giving. Jesus is asking you to take that step of faith and, and give. And you're like, all right, I will give Jesus. I will tithe. Just let me get enough savings built up in my bank account so that I'll feel comfortable taking that step of faith. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm moving now. I'm going now. I'm stepping now. And if we're not, if we're not attentive to where God is going, we can miss where he's moved to. And then we tie up our loose ends. We tie up the things that we thought we had to do. And we turn around and like, where's Jesus? He's gone. The anointing's gone. The presence is gone. And now you're sitting here struggling by yourself. You're sitting here struggling to make things work when you could have gone with Jesus and moved into everything he wanted. I think that takes an incredible amount of faith as well to say, hey, you know what? I have things that I want to achieve, but Jesus is moving. And so I'm going to follow him. Even if I'm not actually ready to give up control of this, even if I'm not actually ready to give up control of this little part of my life yet, Jesus is moving. And so I'm going to take that step of faith and say, Jesus, you're moving in that direction. So I'm going to say yes to you. I'm going to follow you into the possibilities you have for my life. My, um, my son is three. He turns three on Wednesday, actually, my son. You know what? His favorite, his favorite sentence at the moment is I do myself, which is part of me really wants to steward that independence. I really want him to grow up to be an independent person who thinks they can look after themselves and like and do the things they need to do. But then the other part of me who wants to get in the car in less than an hour doesn't want him to do it by himself. He had a full-on meltdown the other day because like, hey, Jasper, we're going to the car to go to Nanny's. And he loves Nanny's. It's his favorite place on earth. He's like, yeah, let's go to Nanny's. I was like, okay, let me go. I went to open the front door. He's like, no, I'll do it myself. It's like, bro, he can't reach the knob. So I'm like, bro, I'll do it for you. He's like, no, no, I'll do it myself. It's like, you literally can't. <laughs> And he's on the ground, he's kicking and screaming. And then eventually I pick him up and he picks it up and we go, and we get to the, then I open the car door. He's like, no, I do myself. It's like, no, again, you cannot open the car door. Another meltdown. And then we eventually work it out. And I lift him up into the car and he's like, no, no, I want to get up myself. I'm like, dude, we need to go. But I think even as young as three years old, there's already this tendency for him to want to take control of everything in his life. And as human beings, we're wired to try and control as much as we can. I think there's this really interesting um, logical thing where we, we feel like we need control. And we, when we feel like we're out of control, man, life feels really scary. Life feels really, really scary. And I think what Jesus is asking this person here is he's saying, hey, surrender control of your life. Surrender control of what you're doing. And trust me. Trust me to go on this journey. Trust me. Have faith that I actually have good plans for your life. Have faith that I actually have good things for your life and follow me even if it feels like you're losing control of everything you have control of. And I think that's an incredible step of faith to say, you know what? Everything in me wants to control this, but God wants me to surrender it and follow him. So I'm going to surrender. I'm going to lay it down and say, Jesus, I'm following you. I'm stepping into what you want to do. I'm letting go of control and stepping into that. And then 
once these guys have got past those faith steps, those faith hurdles to follow Jesus into the boat, I think it's really interesting what happens next. Uh, pick up in Matthew 23, well, verse 8, 23, chapter 8, verse 23. Let's get that one right. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. So they've taken the step of faith and followed Jesus onto the boat. Despite losing control, despite losing comfort, they followed Jesus in faith onto the boat. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea. So the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? And he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? I think it's so interesting. These guys took a step of faith and said, Jesus, we're following you onto the boat. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but we're following you onto the boat. And then a storm rose. They were only in the storm because they followed Jesus. They were only in a life and death situation because they followed Jesus. I don't know if you've been here. You've said yes to the call of Jesus. You stepped out in faith. I said, oh, Jesus, I feel like you're going here. And because you stepped out in faith, you ended up in a storm. Life got scary. Something terrible happened. Your life got turned upside down. And you're in that moment, you're questioning, Jesus, why are you sleeping? You called me out here, Jesus. You brought me into this pain. I'm only suffering because you took me here. I'm only in this situation because I obeyed you. And you're asleep? What's going on with that? What's the deal with that? I don't know if you've ever felt that where you feel like, man, I obeyed God, but now I'm in this mess. Now I'm in this situation that would, if I stayed on the shore, I wouldn't have gotten this storm. I'm sure the people who stayed on the shore felt a lot more comfortable in that storm than the people on the boat with Jesus in that moment. But Jesus was in the boat. I think faith, when we step out and follow Jesus, sometimes faith is in the middle of the storm saying, I trust you're good. I trust that you love me. I trust that you are the creator of the universe. I trust that no matter what is happening in the middle of this pain, of this suffering, that your character is still good. Even if we never make it out of this storm, Jesus, I trust in your character. I have faith that you will never abandon me. I have faith that you will always comfort me. I have faith that you will bring peace to my life, even in the midst of a storm that doesn't seem to go away. Sometimes I think faith is simply holding on to the promises of Jesus when everything seems lost and saying, God, this hurts. I'm in a world of pain right now. I'm struggling right now. Man, my mental health is getting the best of me right now, God. I've taken on so many things because I believed you have called me to do this. But it's burning me out and I'm struggling. And sometimes faith is just saying, you know what, God is in this still. And so I'm going to hold on. I'm not letting go. I'm not going back on that shore. I'm staying in this boat because that's where Jesus is. And where Jesus is, miracles happen. Where Jesus is, people are set free. Where Jesus is... There is healing. 
Eventually we see Jesus wake up. He rebukes the wind and the waves and there's stillness. But they're still in the boat. They're still in the water. They're still with Jesus. I think some of us tonight, we've got to ask some questions. We've got to ask some questions. And there's some things, I don't know where, where you need to have faith. And sometimes it's everyday things. Sometimes it's little things. Just have faith that God is still in it, that God is still with you, despite whatever you're facing. I think there's a couple of questions that get us thinking about where God is asking us to have faith, to either step out and follow him, to let go of comfort and control, or to just believe that he is good in the face of pain and suffering. First question is, where is Jesus asking you to follow him? What things in your life is Jesus asking you to step out in faith in? So I think it's interesting. Sometimes we can be in the storm in one area and the shore and some other things. Maybe you've stepped out in faith with your finances and that's gone really, really well. But you're still sitting on the shore with your relationships. You haven't followed Jesus into forgiving that person yet. You haven't followed Jesus into extending an invite to that person to get coffee. But you've ignored that call and haven't stepped out in faith there. But you've gone so strong in faith with your finances. You're tithing every week. You're being generous. I think there's this weird tension. Hey, sometimes we'll be so full of faith in one area because we've seen God be good in that area. But be terrified to follow him in another area because there's pain there. So where is Jesus asking you to follow him? Tonight, what areas is he asking you to follow him to? Next question. What things did you stop saying yes to Jesus that you need to come back to? Where did you follow Jesus onto the boat in the first place and the seas got a little bit rough and he jumped ship, got out of there? I think God still has that call on some of our lives, hey? I think God is still calling us onto that boat but we got a little bit scared when the seas got rough. And Jesus saying, hey, I'm right there. I'm still on that boat. You're welcome back on anytime. So I have things for you to do. I have things for you to get done in that area. All you got to do is jump back. And God is so good and so gracious to us. He doesn't care if we turn around, take a little detour. He's always waiting, hey, with the same invitation. Come follow me. Come on. I'm still going that way. You're welcome to come back anytime. It's not like, oh, man, you jumped off three times, so we're going to need to put you through a little test and make sure your faith is strong before you get back on the boat. Jesus is like, no, no, anytime you want to jump back on here. Hey, I'm still going this way. You're welcome. You're welcome to come with me. Do you trust that despite the pain, suffering, storms, that God is good? Man, I think that's what's important to answer, hey, in your heart. When things got tricky, when that person in your life got that diagnosis, when you lost everything because of a bad financial decision, or a good financial decision that just life happened. When things went bad, do you still trust that God is good? Are you still willing to trust that He is good and willing to give up control of the things you took back control of? Because you know that God has only the best for you? Last question. Are you in the boat? Or on the shore? Where are you? Love it. Well, when we stand up, tonight as we finish I want to give you guys an opportunity if you've recognized there's something in your life or that God is calling you right now 
and saying, hey, it's time to get on the boat. This is where I'm going. would love for you to join me. If you're willing and ready to surrender control of your relationships, of your health, of whatever it is that you feel like God is calling you into, if you're willing to sacrifice comfort to follow Jesus and step out in that faith, that faith to say yes to Jesus every day in whatever situation that is, sometimes those are big steps of faith. Sometimes there's a small steps of faith, but every step of faith is a move in the right direction. If you're willing and you're keen to follow Jesus and step out in faith in that area, I'll just all close our eyes real quick. I want to pray for you. If that's you, feel free to either raise your hand or just pray in your own heart, whatever it is. Ready to step out in faith. Jesus, we're here tonight, God. We're responding to your call. We recognize that you have a call on every single one of our lives. That you have things planned for our lives, God. That you have joy for us. That you have peace for us. That you have prosperity for us, God. And we're just ready to step out and follow you. Step onto that boat in faith. Step out. Let go of comfort. Let go of control, God, and trust that in the middle of the storms, you are good. But as we step out in faith tonight, God, we're going to begin to see you do miracles. I really believe that tonight there's some people here who have been struggling with their mental health, either just feeling a little bit down, anxious, wondering about the future, not sure what your next step is. And that God's actually already called you to a new step. God's actually already put something on your heart. I'd love to pray for you specifically. So if that's you, please just raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you. While everyone's eyes are closed, you're just wondering, man, what's that step? And even just the, the faith to say, God, I want healing right now. Jesus, we believe for those people right now, Jesus, who recognize that they're either struggling with, with anxious thoughts, with worry, we're not sure what to move next, God. We believe in Jesus' name. There's healing. Healing right now, Jesus. Come on, we believe that you're giving guidance, clear next step, peace, and a way forward, Jesus. We believe in Jesus' name. Again, just claim healing over anxiety right now, Jesus. You are good, God. Believe that you are good. Come on. And hey, maybe... We give you opportunity if if you're here and you would say, I've never gotten a boat with Jesus. I've never followed that call. I've never stepped out in faith and said, you know what? This guy's worth following. Just in your heart. I'd love to give you opportunity just to follow Jesus even for the first time. Begin that journey of choosing him to say yes in faith every single day to the possibilities he has for your life. Just pray with you guys. Jesus, thank you for the work you're doing in these people's hearts, the work you're doing in our hearts, Lord, to follow your call. For those stepping out for the first time onto that boat can be so scary, but you're giving them peace and joy and confidence and faith that you are good, that you have good things for them and that you're working for them, Jesus. I just believe that incredible journey is just starting right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
Come on, well, I challenge you guys this week. Say yes, get on the boat, hold on during the storms. <laughs>